welcome to Tales, Tunes, and Tom Fullery, starring Jerry Springer, along with Gene Galvin and me. I'm Megan Hills. We're recorded live in front of a brilliant studio audience at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. My daddy came home. And here he is, Every ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Jerry Springer. Oh, please, Woo! please. Don't get up. Oh, please, please. Thank hey, you. we've got Maria Corelli coming Whoop. up, by the way, in our music segment. Yes, Maria, hey. who's She's one like of the baristas here at the Folk School <laughs> yes. Coffee Parlor and a wonderful performer. Yes, she uh, is. I'm my I'm way off. You can probably tell I'm kind of stumbling around. I'm way off my game because I looked over as they were playing the music and it looked like your what 1987 flip phone looked, broke. And I knew for you, Mayor Springer, that would be a crisis. It would be. Well, it that would screen be. looked like it was coming. Well, I, there. It was. It was. <laughs> this is not. This is not funny. This is. Uh-oh. Horrible. This is right, right but oh it's lit up. It still works. Okay. This Darn. flip phone, yeah. And, <laughs> and, and 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 boys and girls go out and shop and get one. These are great. These are yeah. fantastic. Keeping in touch yes. with people. Nineteen ninety four maybe or so. Circa, would you say? Oh, circa, yeah, I've circa had this for <laughs> Yeah, I've had this for twenty years now and it's good. And it still gets the same numbers. <laughs> I have a question I wanna ask still. Megan Hills. Oh, you have oh we have a flip phone from the back oh. of the audience. Audience members have flip yeah. phones. <laughs> There you go. Well, you can't hear that, but she's lamenting that she has a same phone as Jerry Springer. That's something to lament. Yeah. I have a question I have to ask Megan Hills. That can't be good. That can't be good. Because she is the HR manager for the Jerry Springer podcast, Tales, Tunes, and Tom Foolery. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) I always hate it when Megan says, uh, Gene, I need to see you in my office. Mm -hmm. There's nothing good comes after. It's not like you're getting a raise or... Here's the question. This show has no offices. <laughs> yeah, no. Is- My office. <laughs> Jerry, it's theater of the mind. Come, Come on, on Jerry. <laughs> Play For along. Christ. Hey, that's what this I'm show has no mind. <laughs> well, here's well, the, <laughs> never mind, no there offices. Here's the go. question, yes. Megan. Yes, sir. Yes, Straight sir. up question. Yes. Does the Jerry Springer podcast, do they drug test? No. No? <laughs> oh, yeah. You'd be the first one to say no. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. no, uh, no, okay. Not for us. Not That crosses the line. I mean, because I, 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 I don't, day. you know, I don't like cocaine. I just like the way it smells. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think maybe we should implement that now. Should, I'm thinking yeah. possibly. <laughs> yeah, because I. Because yeah. I went to a. I went to a party. Uh, out on the Little Miami Trail Saturday night around a campfire. Uh And I, no, I, no, no, I did not partake in drugs. But I know there's secondhand smoke. Oh, so you're worried you would fail a drug test if I implemented that. I wonder. So I'm thinking. And if I did fail it, it would be that it was secondhand smoke. It's Uh not that I either ate any of those or. In all honesty, do you know how often I hear that excuse? Oh, I was at a party. (laughs) Yeah, do you hear that a lot? All the time. Time. Oh, yeah, yeah. I would say probably. I mean, we get drug tests back pretty frequently that are that are not good. And you go over them. You're the one that sees Abs- them. Absolutely. You're the one, really. Isn't yeah. that? You isn't the irony that rich? Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's I no, like no. Me cut it out. HR from my show. That's, no. It's not that ridiculous. No. Megan <laughs> Hills. Let's get this straight. Megan Hills is a 
Uh, what do, how do we always say youngish? Youngish. Young- <laughs> no, no. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Well, next to us. Who next to you. But a Catholic, uh, young Catholic woman. From reformed Catholic. A reformed Catholic yes. woman. Hey, Jerry, let me ask you a question. Since we're asking questions. <laughs> yeah. As long as they don't come on me. Study. Yeah. As long as they don't come back on me. Okay, what's your question? Hey, I once heard, I was listening to the radio, or maybe I saw it on somewhere, YouTube or whatever, you singing Elvis stuff. And then I did a little, I did my due diligence. I found out that you go down to, uh, is it Dallas, Texas? Dallas, Texas. And there's some like roadhouse down there and, and with some morning uh, zoo kind of DJs. And they do, tell us the story and you do some Elvis stuff. Yeah, I was down in Dallas several years ago um, doing some promotion, you know, for our TV show with a station there that carries our show. And then I did morning radio and um, it, it just happened to be on January 8th, which is Elvis's uh, birthday, or was Elvis's birthday. So somehow that conversation got going, and then clowning around while they were talking to me, you know, the morning zoo shows, yep. um, I just started doing my rendition of Elvis. Well, one of the guys there also happens to own a, uh, a bar, uh, you know, with entertainment every night. And every year on Elvis's birthday, they have a big Elvis party. So they invited me down that night. I was going to be in town. Why don't you come to our club and, you know, you can sing Elvis. Well, you know, everyone takes out their, not their flip phones, but their iPhone. Anyway, wound up on YouTube. <laughs> And now, every year on January 8th, I go down there and do my Elvis. Well, so here's, well, you're not going down there and doing Elvis and not going to do well, here's Elvis the thing. on our fine. podcast. I, I tell, first there. of all, when I did it this year, I got up there, and it's January 8th. And I get up on the mic, and the place is packed. I mean, it's, you know, I don't know, several hundred people. I mean, it's a bar, yeah. but it was, it was literally packed. The big signs outside, nice crowd, everyone there with their cameras. And then it just hit me. This is Texas, and they just passed open carry. Oh <laughs> yeah, good point, so I, Jerry. This is true. Good point. I get up there on the mic, and everyone's looking. Oh, this yeah. will be something Springer singing Elvis. And I said, I know this is open carry. So look, <laughs> yeah, put them you know, away. They were looking at me, and I hope they have a sense of humor about this. Yeah. If you don't like the singing, just raise your hand. <laughs> Just don't shoot. Yeah, yeah, really. There's other you know, ways I've that. died on stage before, but <laughs> yeah. I, but that's just you know, and so uh, and so I, I so let's I, hear some Elvis. Well, what I you got no you got? music here. There's no band. Really? What are you talking about? We got oh, Maria Corelli. Maria Corelli right shoulder. there. What you got? Oh, here we go. Oh, you can do. Can you play uh, "Love Me Tender"? Love me tender. Maria just forgot that song. Love me Never let me go. Oh, my darling, I love you, and I always will. Love me tender, love me sweet, all my dreams fulfill. She's swooning. Oh, my darling, I love you. And I always will. Yeah. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. Here's the no, thing. here's the thing. And this is the truth. 
I sound exactly like Elvis would at 72. <laughs> right? Yeah. Tell me I don't sound like him at 72. No one can prove it. That's very good. So yeah. how, you can't say that. Good it was job, good. Jerry. Oh, it was that unbelievable. Really good. Now let's get some real entertainment. Yeah. yeah. And now for something you'll really well, like. Well, Jerry, we, we're watching, all, and these podcasts always you know, lag a little bit behind, as all podcasts do. They're more thematic than they are topical stories. We're not doing headlines. Uh but there's a, so much going on in the political world. Oh, yeah. Um, sort it out for us, will you? Help us. Well, because there's been so much about, you know, the Republican primaries and will it be Trump and can anybody stop him and Trump or Cruz and who's going to be in the establishment lane of the Republican Party in the primaries, et cetera. And there hasn't been, honestly, that much attention paid to what's going on on the Democratic side because, honestly, in the beginning, everyone assumed it was going to be Hillary. And uh, then all of a sudden, Bernie Sanders caught on. And uh, regardless of the outcome in the various primaries, there's no question that he has lit a spark. And, uh, you know, particularly with the younger generation. And here is a guy who is a, uh, a socialist, a democratic socialist. He That's his official party um, until he ran in the democratic primaries. And he... That, what he believes. And for many of us on the left, and I can, Gene, I, I know we're all on the left here, um, you know, at the mics, and we would, uh, you know, much of what Bernie Sanders says, I love. And here's what is going on as the Democratic primaries run their course. And I have young people come up to me, you know, there was young people around my show, and they come up to me, and truthfully, those that are the real activists tend to be for Bernie Sanders. And, uh, and I was there. In other words, I was there back in the day, Gene, you and I were there back in the days of George McGovern. You know, we've been through that. And I don't ever want to say to a young person, uh, you know, to stifle any of your enthusiasm or your idealism and, uh, you know, some of the great causes of socialism, uh, because much of America is socialist anyway. We don't like, you know, you're not supposed to use that term, but, you know, what is social security if it isn't socialism? What is Medicare if it's not socialism? So this whole, you know, there's a lot about us that's socialist anyway. But clearly Bernie is to the left of Hillary, and Hillary is to the left of center. Here is my pragmatic analysis of it. I would say, no matter who you support in the primaries, please understand this. The single most important goal of anybody, of anyone who considers themselves middle of the road or to the left, we cannot have a Republican president this time. But this is why I'm saying it. It's not just this partisan stuff. This time is especially important because we have, certainly in recent history, the most right-wing Republican Congress you can imagine. That if the party, the right-wing Republican Party in Congress, the Congressional Republicans, if they get their way, the agenda would be literally right-wing horrible for anyone anywhere near the middle of the road. Forget being a liberal or progressive. 
The only thing which stops, and I'm talking about women's rights, the rights of of, of working people, low-income people, minorities, gays, uh, you know, um, abortion rights, whatever it is, all those issues will be, not to mention the Supreme Court, will become the law of the land. The only thing which has stopped it is because there's a Democratic president that will veto and has anything that this Republican Congress passes along those lines. The danger is, even if there is a response, a responsible Republican president, and some of the candidates running, I would consider responsible. They're, they're not my point of view. I won't vote for them. I couldn't say just by themselves that, oh, my God, if, if that person were president not taking into account Congress, that, you know, that's the end of America. You know, they're not horrible. But even if you had some a responsible middle-of-the-road Republican, no Republican president will be able to veto this right-wing Republican Congress. And let's face it, after this election, the Congress is still going to be Republican. They have too much of a majority, and with the congressional districts drawn the way they are, it's still going to be a Republican Congress um, next January. So knowing you have this right-wing Congress, if you have a Republican president, he will not veto the Republican Congress. Why? He can't afford to, because it's his first term, and no Republican president will be reelected within the primaries of the Republican Party the next time around if he vetoes this Congress and their agenda. So what I'm saying is, forget your individual issues. The single most important thing is do not permit a Republican president A Republican president will not be able to veto this right-wing Congress, and therefore the agenda of this right-wing Congress will become the law of the land. So even if you think Bernie Sanders is closer to your views than Hillary is, you have to ask the question, who realistically has a chance for most Americans to vote for? Now, so we get to that question. There's no question that Hillary gets a lot of people who hate her, and the commercials against her, and the, what they'll, the, the Repubs will say about her in the campaign will be ugly. But it will also be that with Bernie Sanders. Can you imagine the commercials about, you want this socialist, and he'll do this and that and the other. Here's the difference. With Hillary, the people that hate Hillary, it's all personal. If you think about it, what people don't like about it, no one suggests that She's not smart, knowledgeable. There's never been anyone running for president uh, who would go into the White House already as well-informed as she is. You know, maybe a president in their second term. But she's clearly the most qualified, competent. You may disagree with her on the issues. but So that's not the question. But the anger against Hillary is all personal. Ah, she's too stuffy. She enabled Bill. You know, I don't like her husband. Uh, oh, those emails. Everything that we don't, that people don't like about Hillary, nothing about it affects your life. It won't affect your family's life. It won't change what America looks like. So your the dislike of Hillary is all personal. The dislike of Bernie. Sanders, if he's the candidate, will have nothing to do with his personality. People love his personality. 
But America in the middle and in the South is not going to vote for a socialist who admits and says, and I love that honesty, and I support it, but I realize most Americans don't, there will be a major increase in taxation, a major change in the way we do things in America. That does come to people's own family and what their life is going to be like. So people, moderates in the middle will say, they may not say publicly, but they're going to say, well, I really don't want to have a major increase in my taxes and I really don't want there to be single payer health care. I really don't want, you know, and all, let me tell you, if it's Sanders against Trump, even though we view Trump as a clown, a barker or whatever, I'm telling you, if Sanders is his opponent, a lot of the middle of the road kind of establishment Republicans that normally wouldn't vote for Trump, They're going to view Trump as more of a capitalist, more of a, he's maybe a clown, but they figure they probably can deal with him. They're not going to want to deal with someone they view as a socialist who will change the whole financial structure of America. So we all are sitting in this room and saying, well, that'd be great if Bernie got in and changed it. But the voters aren't going to go for that. And if you think this Republican Congress has stepped in the way of everything Barack Obama does. Can you imagine how they're going to view anything that Bernie Sanders mentions? Now, that sounds like every grown-up that ever talked to me when I was younger. And I know it, and I honestly, there's a part of me that says, oh, just shut up, Gerald. This is, you know, don't, you know, you're just sounding like a... But that is the truth. The truth is that America right now, and this isn't like, oh, the conventional wisdom and we took polls. It has nothing to do with polling. I remember Mondale being honest at the Democratic Convention in 84 and said, I'm going to tell you the truth. Yeah, your taxes are going up. And he lost 49 states. We've lived through George McGovern with a much better view of what America ought to be. And even running against Nixon, he lost, what, 47, most of the states. In other words, America isn't there yet. America isn't in this room. The American voter is still very protective of, I don't want to pay that tax, I don't want to do that. And if that is the reality, even if we don't like it, remember, we cannot have a Republican president because there'll be no one to veto this right-wing Congress that scares most Americans. That's the reason for supporting Hillary. Awkward, because now we're going to have to ask a Bernie Sanders supporter to sing a song. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Hey, next time, let's get uh, Jerry Springer here to give his thoughts. <laughs> Never can find that guy. Hey, by the way, before we introduce Maria, and you mentioned, uh, you mentioned George McGovern, but I have to remind us both, you and I were delegates to the Democratic Convention in New York City 1980 yes. for Ted Kennedy. Yes. And those same arguments, I mean, I... I, I I'm with you, Jerry. It's very complicated, very complicated situation. 
And we did get those speeches from the Jimmy Carter people, because remember, Ted Kennedy was running an insurgent candidacy against a standing president, Jimmy Carter, and running on uh, to his left, pretty far to his left. And and it, I don't know. Yeah, the quick answer to that would be, and, and that's true, but the quick answer is, it wasn't clear that Jimmy Carter was more popular than Ted Kennedy. We were running against a very weakened candidate to yep. begin with. I mean, you know, we had a very weakened uh, Democratic president at the time. So that was the first. And secondly, we've never had a Democratic candidate for president, uh, the actual candidate, be as far to the left as, as Bernie Madison. Oh, yeah. So Ted Sanders- Kennedy was a liberal Democrat. Yeah. But he was a liberal Democrat like Hillary Clinton is a liberal Democrat. Yeah, not not someone who is a socialist. And I don't say that as a derogatory term. If you're asking me where I stand on the issues, I'm with Bernie. But I can live with Hillary's position. I mean, where is, is she, you know, she's on our side on guns. She's on our side on uh, health care. She's on our side, you know, on all the issues that, on the environment, on the issues that are important to us. Really, it's... You know, the differences are minute, but the gamble to let a Republican president get in there because America is not. In other words, you better be damn sure that America is ready to vote for a socialist before you gamble. That's all I'm saying. It's the gamble I'm not comfortable with. And it's funny. We were driving over here tonight talking about this, and the Republicans are dealing with the same issue, which is the establishment people the more mature thinkers are saying, what are you about to do? Put this Donald Trump in who in varying degrees they think is a maniac. And we worry on the Democrat side, we also want the, the strongest horse, the person who, is, who can get the most votes. It's pretty, we've never been in times like this before. No, this is, yeah. This, this is, these are new times and Jerry and I and a lot of other people uh, listening have been around politics for a long time. This is a very unique time. Uh, let's dr- switch over to some music there. We're very, very lucky to have with us uh, Maria Corelli, who is a longstanding friend of this podcast. and Bernie Sanders supporter. I know. <laughs> and uh, Maria is going to do a couple songs for us. Maria, what are you going to start with? Um, I'll start with one of my own. This one uh, is one I wrote, actually, in the past year, I think, at the beginning of this year. Called Love Me Tender. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you treat me bad, treat me mean, but you take me places that I've never been. Though I should be on my way. Back my way, come on, honey, don't you make me wait for your love again. Now I've had all the heartache that I can endure, and if it picks me up and puts me down, then leaves me on the floor. And I hate to act a fool when you treat me. Freight train 
mess with guys I'd rather have you go and play with fire Don't you let them have their way Now I know you've got a honey And she calls you up at night Got no one at night because look for me, you could have me running back again. Corelli. Thanks. Hey, uh, you're getting into, in addition to being a musician and a, becoming a really good picker, and we, we all talk about that, and a great singer and songwriter, you're getting into rock climbing. Oh, yeah. Is that true? <laughs> well, yeah, a little bit. So um, where, where's, uh, where's that coming from? Well, I, actually, uh, I think it's, it's kind of just a love of the outdoors in general and, and what kind of what we... Uh, what was mentioned before on on the previous podcast to this was just a love for for uh you know stepping outside and realizing how wonderful this earth is and and so yeah i mean rock climbing is definitely a way of of experiencing that and i'm i'm no i'm just a beginner but it it is uh something that a lot of people can find a lot of passion in and you know when you're up on that rock or at the top of a climb you just look around and you know in that moment exactly you know nice. what why it's the coming it. down which concerns <laughs> me. You don't want to come down with. fast. Yeah. <laughs> yes. uh, do you have a second song you would do? Um, sure. But could, could it be a Jimmy Martin song? If, if uh, it cannot. <laughs> oh, no. All right, I can do one of mine. No, because no, we, we don't can. have permission for okay. me. So. Yeah. Just kidding. Well, I got another take one. us out on Irene Goodnight. Oh, sure. Of Thanks, course. Maria. Yeah. <laughs> it no, cannot. no, we cannot do that, actually.
country. Oh, Elvis Presley. Sometimes You've been listening to Tales, Tunes, and Tomfoolery, recorded live at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. Thanks to Patrick Kennedy for writing our opening song, and to you for listening. Check out our website at jerryspringer.com. I